Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Here I am trying to control shit again. Okay, and it was your father that was the first person you really pissed off on the radio. Yeah, he didn't. And, and you know, because when I first came on the bird show, man, and, and, <laughs> and you, you pulled a lot of shit out of me that <laughs> I had never told Anyone. I mean, I have probably told my grandmother and my mother more things than I've told anyone on this planet. But there were even things that I wouldn't tell them because I was, in my mind, protecting them. I didn't mm-hmm. want them to know certain things about my childhood because I was afraid of what it would do to them or what they would do if they found out. Right. So I hadn't told anybody. And then here you go. <laughs> I'm in my 30s and I get on the bird show and then you're like, yo, listen, this is your, this is what it is. You don't have to lie. Tell your story. And it ended up being one of the best things that have ever happened to me. But at that time, I'd never been that level of vulnerable. I had never really shared those things with anyone, let alone got on a syndicated radio show and done it. And I did it. I I, I told my truths. I saw how many people it helped. And in the end, it helped me. And, well, everyone was proud of me except my father. He was, in his mind, he's old school. He's like, we don't do that. We keep that to ourselves. Why are you out here telling all these people the business? But when I looked at him being on the wrong end of yeah. the story, because you were telling stories about way. abuse, exactly. He didn't. He didn't like that. No, he didn't like right. that. He didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. which is fair. I mean, I get it. He didn't. But at the same time, you did it. So you you can't right. you can't fault me for that. But I think he needed a minute, right? And I thought that mm. <laughs> at the end of that, once we once we were good. Well, all the rest of my family will come around. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. They'll understand if I tell a story or two. Dude. And you be, I was wrong, man. Yeah. That is a very difficult balance, even until this day, what you tell and what you don't tell when it involves your close ones. Well, you also have to remember, I've learned this over the years, um, is that anybody you're talking about, you could talk about, really nice things about them for five minutes. Yep. But the one thing you say that is critical or you're making fun of, that's the thing that pisses them off, man. That's every single time. I have walked in the house before with my now fiance and all like, I know I'm going to get some tonight. I said nice things on the radio. I killed it today, baby. She's going to be in love with me. And I walked in the door and she heard something differently than the way I had tried to say it. And I never saw it coming. It was a, yeah, that's a, that's a on the couch night. I never saw that coming. Well, shit, you know this because I came (laughs) to you and I I said, B, what, what, I don't know what the fuck to do because there was times I would go on the air and I would say things and I'm like, okay, I have to say something that's not the greatest about us, right? But I have to do this. It's real. People need to hear this. They may be going through it in their lives, but I would sandwich that shit with 47 compliments, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know. I say one I was thing. there, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm padding it up, <laughs> compliment after compliment, and I would come home thinking, yeah. oh, man, she's going to be proud of me, yeah. right? Yeah. As soon as I walk in, so I heard the segment. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all yeah. shit. You must have heard something different than I did. Right. Why am I getting this energy? Right. Yeah. Right. Have you talked about Brie on the podcast? Because I've stayed away from it on the show. No. That, this is why. Because we got to a point where it didn't matter what I said. 
if it wasn't painting her mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. in the most blissful and perfect light, yep. then it was always an issue. And it was making it difficult to do my job. So now I'm frustrated at work. I'm frustrated at home. I don't yeah. know what the hell to do. So Tiffany and, I, Tiffany and I went through the exact same thing. I mean, it's so different listening to your story unfold on the radio. And I don't think I really understood that in, until Tiffany started doing a podcast and she was talking about me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? I didn't say that. Oh. Wait, that's not the way it went down, right? <laughs> Did you feel like I, I can't dare say nothing about this shit, though? Because, like, how would you look going to her and saying, really? That's what we're doing? No, I never said a word about it. But, <laughs> but it was the very first time that I heard it the other way. And I'm right. like, damn, now I kind of get it because... I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need I her to know. do like a podcast about me or something, and then I, it would make a lot more sense to me. So are the two of you guys still together? Or what, or am I not supposed to ask this? Or you can edit this uh, out. No, no, fuck it. We're, we're in the moment. So anything okay. that happens in the moment happens. Um, I've been real careful about like not asking you on the air about this. Well, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to talk about this. I thought I was asking you the fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why I'm in the Hall of man, Fame. Exactly. <laughs> this man is good. And, and you're in that way. <laughs> no, uh, we struggle with communicating. We love each other. We just don't know how to communicate. And uh, a lot of the mistakes I made in a relationship were based on timing, not necessarily who she is or who I am. I just don't think I was ready for what she was offering because with her, it was like, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. For me, man, I just got to Atlanta, got a new job. I'm in a whole new dis- situation. I'm trying to discover who I am. I'm figuring out so many things. I don't know that I was ready mm-hmm. to just settle down, lock in. She was. Fair. Mm-hmm. Which was cool at first. Then the pandemic happens. Now we're together every day, all day. Ooh. To the point where even asking her for a little bit of space, she took it as it was something wrong. Wasn't anything wrong. I just wasn't accustomed to spending this much time with someone. And I think this is a common problem right now. It's hard. And, and, and you don't want to offend your significant other. I don't want you to take me saying I need some space as if something is wrong. I need some space because I don't want anything to be wrong. See, and that must be really tough for you because I don't know that I have ever met anybody really. I don't know if this is true for you in your real life, but at least preaches be being honest a hundred percent all the time. So for you to hold back and spare somebody's feelings because, and sacrifice yourself for that. I don't see that going well for you. That's the issue. Yeah. How do I love her, but still be who I need to be at work and with everything happening around me at the same time. I couldn't figure that out. I know that there are couples that are 100% authentic with each other. At least they say they are. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100%. No, I don't think anyone... Uh, I think anytime someone tells you that, it's a lie. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I, like, I said on the, like I say on the air, is like, if you hover about 97% honesty, yeah. <laughs> then you're good to go. Now, don't get that all twisted. Like... Cheating brings you down to 40% honest. Immediately. (laughs) 97 or 98% is like, you want to go out tonight? And when you really don't want to, you're like, sure I do. Okay, that's the percentage I'm talking about, all right? How's my ass looking these jeans? All right, that's That's the percentage I'm talking about. I told her about 90% of my cheating. I don't get what the problem is. Bert said this would work. (laughs) I I, I don't know. You know what? It's a mystery, dude. But I I look at Bart and I look at Kristen, right? Mm -hmm. 
And they're about as authentic and a great example. And if you're not a show, uh, a listener of the Burt Show, there are Kristen's our co-host. Um, their relationship just feels like a hundred percent unconditional love. It does. To me. It's like they really accept each other for exactly who they are. The beautiful parts, the flaws. That's a great place to be. Right. I just, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know either. I try. I don't know either. I don't. <laughs> you know, being with Bree was the first, like I said, it was the first time in my life I said, okay, this is, this is it. I'm done. And every other relationship I was ever in, I saw an ending. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of, I knew it was, it's just for the time. Didn't you say Bree was the first woman you ever introduced to your family? Absolutely. Damn. So She's the first woman I ever brought home. Oh, no that. one you else. fucked that up. I did. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> I, I saw her and my mom <laughs> hugging. That, I don't need that kind of pressure. Like, <laughs> it's much easier to walk away from a girl who has not yeah. hugged your mom and loved your mom in Mexico. <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm at one of those places where I have to figure it out. She has to figure it out. And... What's meant to be will be. You seem like you guys are like, you dabble in, a re- in your relationship. I felt like it was time. You know, like I've talked to my mom and I said, Mom, when, when did you and Pop figure it out? And she said, figure it out. She said, well, we started to learn who we were as people about seven years down the line. Seven years. That's what she said. You and I have had this, this chat before. Like, people that say, when you find the right one, it's just going to be easy. That's that sounds great on paper, but I will tell you that... I'm engaged now, and I'm as happy as I have ever been, but this was not an easy relationship in the beginning. Mm. No, 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 no. In fact, I don't even know why she stayed. I don't even know why I stayed in that, like, those, that first year was tough, man. Mm-hmm. Those first couple of years were really, really tough. And if I were me giving me advice to that guy, like, Four years ago, I'd say, dude, this is too difficult, man. You guys don't speak the same love language. Yep. When she speaks, I'm interpreting it differently than what she's trying to say and vice versa. This is not going to work. But I, 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 I always saw a light in Tiffany um, that made me realize that, dang it, I, I love that, that, that light that I see right there. I know I can get more of that. I know we can have more of that. And that always stuck with me. And now the last couple of years, we are a completely different couple. Not mm. even close. And now I can say this is the only woman I'll ever be with for the rest of my life. And I am cool with that. I am excited about it. That's a beautiful thing. And see, I think people need to hear that because I am a little closer to what I call this microwave error, right? Where you want it immediately. And if it doesn't work immediately, it's not easy. People are out. They out. They on Tinder. Yeah. It's too easy to swipe left and right. right. What am I staying for? Yep. And with her, I see the light. But for whatever reason, and I don't think it's a fault of hers or mine. I don't think either one of us truly know how to love. I think mm. we figured that out together. Oh, that's tough. I love you. I just don't know how to show you that. Mm. I don't know how to be that level of vulnerable where I'm going to give you this mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want to do with it. And that's tough because you're still figuring out how to be vulnerable. You came from a tough spot. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. You came from a tough spot and that leaves scars. And I don't know that men and women understand that. Like, when you suffer the kind of abuse, Moe's was more, well, I don't know if it was more, but it was physical. Yeah. My parents were more emotional. Mm-hmm. But scars are scars, man. Right. And it, I'm still scarred by it. So if you don't know how to love and you don't have 
their guidance to navigate you in relationships like that. It is tough when you get a, you and I share this. We don't trust people very well. We do. Um, it's hard for us to forgive when we yeah. get burned. Very. And that all comes from our, our childhood stuff, man. You know what? And it's funny because a lot of my childhood traumas that I face today, I didn't discover until I got to the bird show. And that's not to say that you guys <laughs> are the reasons, right? It's not. But I, I didn't. I was never forced to be that vulnerable in my life yeah. until I got to the bird show to say, hey, this is who I really am. This is what I've really gone through. And now three years later, I'm proud of it. And I, my growth has been phenomenal. I feel like I'm a much better person and in a much better place yeah. than I was three years ago. But at the time, man, that was like some of the hardest shit ever. And I remember my therapist told me it's going to get a lot worse right. before it gets better. It, it's, it's pretty easy to be fake and superficial. It's really hard to be authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. It's really hard. Like when you and I used to text back and forth and you were struggling or you and I would talk and I would just see, say, it's the easiest thing in the world, dude. All you got to do is be yourself. Yep. It really, that's bullshit. It's hard. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I remember you saying that too, which, 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 is, which is already funny for a black guy, right? Because growing up black, one of the things that you always hear is when you get around white people, the last thing you do is be yourself. Really? Yeah, you don't keep it real. What are you supposed to be? More white. Like that's what you're taught. Uh When you like, if you if you get on a phone Mm -hmm. and you got a job interview, you're supposed to change your voice. Right. Supposed to talk a little different. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to have as much swag. Yeah. Supposed to hold back a little bit. Well, when you started on the Burt Show, and then I want to get back to what you're saying. When you started on the Burt Show, I noticed almost immediately that you were a lighter, funnier, better version of yourself when Walter was in the room. That makes sense. And then Walter would leave the room. Walter was a producer that we had, uh, Black. And he would leave the room, and you were, like, I way look- more tense. Really? Yes. And I, you see that? And I didn't even notice that. But that makes sense because, naturally, I think for anybody who's grown up in a black environment, that's what you're accustomed to. You're typically not put into a room full of white people and yeah. then told to be yourself Oof. as a black kid or right. as a black person growing up. You're just not. It just doesn't happen. So you always... Look at white people as, okay, I have to be a certain way because I might need a job or I might need something. You're taught that when you get around white people, it's typically going to be because you need something. Not because mm. you're just, just kicking it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's no different. Is that self-talk or is that a lesson from your mother and your father, whomever? I think that just, that dates back as far as, I tell you, I put it to you like this, B. It dates back so far that, Even in the black community, if you hear a black person speak with a certain level of eloquence, Mm -hmm. you say, why are you talking white? That's common amongst black people to say, oh, my God. You know what I mean? You actually sound like you have some form of education and you know what you're talking about. You're being white. And that's insulting? Yeah, it should be. It is insulting. You know what I mean? To to some black people, it's not, though. It's like, yo, nah, it's a joke. But in reality, that shouldn't even be a thing. What is talking white? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But that's what we're taught. We're programmed to believe that our dialogue and our swag and who we are is not going to be understood by white people. So we have to dial it back in order to be accepted. That's what we're taught, Damn. which is crazy. Right. Yeah. So then when you get into this position where my entire life I've been taught, hey, you get around white people, don't say too much. Relax. Don't 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 be a lot of yourself. That that'll get you that'll get you arrested. That'll get you fired. Don't keep it so real. <laughs> and then you invite me onto the bird show, and you're like, "Yo, be yourself. Mm. Keep it real. Do what you do." And I'm like, 
What's he want? <laughs> Wait a minute. What's this, he want? This goes against everything I've been taught. I don't know what it's, a tra- it's a white it's trap. It's a trap. <laughs> so it's an element that a, a lot of people won't even get to talk about or, yeah. or, or express, but it's a real thing. That's why I, um, when you initially came on the show and you were very honest, I think I made you be very honest about like, Hanging out with a bunch of white people. You said, this is like the first time you've ever been around this many white people. I got really intrigued and I wanted to be, I wanted to sample what you were feeling. So I wanted to go on a show where I was the only white guy for a couple of days. I couldn't find a show that would do it. They wouldn't let you do it. They wouldn't let me do it, man. I would still do it. I wanted you to do it. But it must be still so strange for you to... Because the worlds are so different. Like, I didn't understand it until you joined the show. Like, our pop culture is different. So different. The names that we talk about and refer to are so different than the ones you talk to and refer to. It's just so different. And feeling that, I don't want to say lost, but was it lost? Yeah. Yeah, lost. definitely. On on almost every conversation, man, must have been really, really tough. I had to explain this to a lot of people, and it used to piss me off, man, because people don't understand, they don't know what kind of work and effort, like, goes on behind the curtains of radio. Mm. They think you get in front of a mic, you talk, you go home. Yeah. It's it. Simple. I got a tweet from a dude the other day, said, must be nice to be off work at 10 a.m. Yeah, it's hilarious. Every time I hear that, it's it's hilarious, dude. We're never off work. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Your antenna is always up, like you say. But a lot of people would say, well, why, why don't you just, you know, just read, just, just read People magazine. And I'm like, this is what you don't get. It's very easy <laughs> for me to go on Twitter and see, hey, Taylor Swift released an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Lovato said this. Of course I can do that. Right. But I don't know the history. Right. I don't know what Taylor Swift grew up and she had beef with this person and it was snakes and then she was putting. I don't know none of that <laughs> shit. I've never experienced that. Yep. The same way I could go into all of these things that have happened amongst black rappers and black movies. And you you like, you got to give it to me. Ma. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. It's the same thing. It's not as easy as just reading a headline course, and right. understanding culture but people tend to think it's that easy yeah it's that, no so many times i was in a room like i have no idea and who wants to feel like the stupid guy in the room like you know i'm, I'm gonna say something everybody's gonna look at me like there's the black guy being dumb again you <laughs> I, know? I can still see there are times where we're referring to things and you're not looking at the zoom camera anymore i see you googling like what are they talk friends all the time all the time sometimes i'm just like hey who is it other times y'all are flowing so well that I'm like, all right, let me just Google this shit and figure it out. We were talking about Olivia Munn the other day, and you're like, you had never even heard of who Olivia Munn was. Not a clue. Not none. Not a clue. That's I think I've told you this story that my friend Dolvette was telling me, hey, let's go to lunch with my friend Boris Cujo. And I'm like, that sounds cool. Yeah. And he's like, Boris Cujo. And I'm like, who's Boris? Whatever. Every black woman on the planet would have knew who Boris Cujo was the the minute they heard the name. Well, you'll be happy to know he's a really nice guy. Is he? Super, super nice guy. There you go, ladies. Now, I'm not saying we're drinking in here, but if we were, can I go get us a drink? Absolutely. You got to be out of here at a certain time? No, sir. I'm on your time. I'm on your time, We can make this shit two weeks and split it. Let's keep going. Give me a week off. It doesn't matter what time I call her between probably, when do me and Jade start? Like between one and four. She's always asleep. I envy that. Me too. Three hours of sleep in the middle of the day. I would be up all night. I wouldn't be able to sleep at all. Yeah, me either. I get 45 minutes or half an hour in the middle of the day. Nah, it's when I take my four-hour naps. When I take my four-hour naps, then I can't sleep. Four-hour nap. Jesus. That's not a nap. That is not a nap. I'm tired of telling you that. (laughs) 
1901. I just want the truth in everything you say Pain inside my heart that you can't take away I really ain't concerned with the haters Nigga, life is what you make it Ain't really nobody else to blame I'm sliding here first in the second base I'm ten games back in the month of May Who would've thought all the struggle that I'd have overcame To get that ring, ice my chain, ice the cane, switch my lane Yeah, I've been on my focus trying to get it Removed all of the people that was acidic from my life If it really is a God, please guide me through these nights If you really was my dog, I hope you help me find the lights It don't matter how lost you are, my nigga, this for life I never let you fall or be forgot to the end of time No question in the place of situation, I'm alright 100 by your side, if you need me, hit my line yeah. If you need me, hit my line yeah. If you need me, hit my line 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 Look, it's like I don't know what my truth is Thought she was the one, here we go with them deuces Broken math, here we go again Just another lost lover, I can't even call a friend Fuck Never thought she would quit Thought we would work it out Guess I ain't see we ain't fit Our focuses are different I try but I can't relate I'm trying to give her the world She'll worry about her state Worried about her weight I'm more into her heart You know that shit is finished When you don't know where to start Yeah And all that baggage you carry When you know you taking off On the one that you wanna marry <laughs> I just feel the system is broken If you closing down As soon as you got me open Yeah Can't lie, this shit is breaking me. I feel broken. Maybe I'm just breaking free. If you need me, hit my line. 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 And if you need me, hit my line.